stay uh, right here locally in our great city of St. Petersburg, Florida. So good morning to everyone. I'm happy to be here. Thank uh, you, man. Uh, um, today, you know, with everything that's going on, man, there's uh, every day with protests, and I think they're on like day number 13, man. I want to give a big shout out to the young people that are out there lending their voice to this uh, fight that we have on our hands. I want to say thank you so much to everybody that's getting involved in their own way. Um, but um, I think I want to just today, we decided that um, we want to touch on some things that we can do better as a community. I think as these conversations are happening and we're discussing uh, uh, the big picture, I think we of, of white supremacy and white America, I think it's also crucial to look at how we as the black community uh, move forward. So today I invited uh, Mr. Vito Sheila and uh, I believe Mr. Jabbar Edmund is on his way. Uh, we want to discuss uh, solidarity, right? And we want to come from the aspect of uh, all three of us have at some point represented different facets of politics and, and uh, activism in our community. We're not always on the same sheet, but there were some very significant moments that I just want to take the time out to acknowledge, but they were created by the fact that we were willing to work together on certain issues. So there are certain things I feel in our community should be non-negotiable. And I think uh, eradicating white supremacy anywhere should be our priority. But how do we attack it, right? How do we attack it? I think we have um, some issues uh, on how we maneuver uh, as as a unit, you know. And like, for it, like, give me your thoughts on this, you know. Who's our coach right now? Who's coaching us? Who's coaching us and maneuvering yeah. through? Yes. Everything that's going on right now yeah. mm -hmm. in our country or in our city. We start with our city. Um, and then you can, if you got the answer to our country, I think it'd be uh, valuable. Well, I think in our city, again, there there are some people to look look at and state and see that they're out there trying to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Jabbar mm -hmm. being one of them, mm -hmm. um, you being one of them every single day. Is, is there a particular coach that's guiding no, us? No, no, there, there there is no particular coach. Like you said, there in some ways there's a lot of um, division that still remains in the community where we can't come together and work right. as one. Right. There's still a lot of division in the community where there cannot be not just one coach, but several coaches, mm -hmm. several mentors to say, hey, I'm going to reach down to the generation coming up or the generation, you know, coming up behind that and mm -hmm. say, hey, let's start forming some leaders right now that gonna that yeah. will be able to lead yeah. in the community um, in 20 plus years. Right. Unfortunately, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think so many ways that is the problem. I agree with that. I think that was like, from a naked eye, uh, my introduction to politics immediately led me to the fact that we speak a different language. So maybe I think like a better question would be, uh, versus like what's what's who's our coach? What's our playbook? What play are we running? You know, I, I don't even I'm not really certain on what play we're running right now. I'm just so thankful, right, that the doors of communication are open. So I think. There's so many things being said. The system is being addressed. Uh, there's people out putting uh, a list of demands together that they're presenting to the city. Um, presenting to the city, that's a whole nother thing. I'm, I'm going to keep that to myself for the time being. But uh, 
we have to have honest, you know, conversations. And to me, I think we have to start talking about how we communicate. And let me just say why I thought it was, or why we just decided that we would come together today. Because uh, I remember, um, you know, I go back maybe 10 years or so, or maybe even a little bit more, right? I heard about you being in politics. So at that moment, there was a seed planted that somebody I know, somebody that comes from the community I come from, someone who grew up similar to me is in this game and is making an impact. He is next to people who have the ability to make change, right? So I, I looked at that. I was thankful. I also uh, fast forward when I had an opportunity to get involved. I had the ability to call you, right? right? Even though we had went in two totally different directions. While you was in politics, I was in another politics. Yeah. Which I think your politics is worse than the one I was in. I believe it <laughs> it's a little more cutthroat I than what I was in. But I believe it is. But there was there was a big gap in in like what we were into. But when I called you, um you understood the value of people like myself involved and you uh, vouch for me and you open the door. Did someone do that for you? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would be lying if I right, right. Um, said that someone did not do that for me. And then originally that um, person, it was so many different people. I, mm -hmm. I can't say so many different people. There were a few mm -hmm. different people along the way that opened the door, but the door mm -hmm. on the level that you're speaking on, that door was open due to Nikki k -Bar. Wow. Big shout um, out to Nikki K. Yes, that door was open due to Nikki K. Park mm -hmm. and also um, another young lady uh, at that particular time. Mm -hmm. But Nikki K. Park really opened the door for me in regards to me getting my first congressional job, and that was okay. with um, Congresswoman Kathy Castor. Okay. Other people who have opened the door for me are people um, Joe Smith, Coach mm -hmm. Myron. Yeah, yeah. Um, Devron Gibbons, okay. um, Gershon Faulkner, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, Nikki K-Pod. Mm -hmm. there, there's so many that, to list. I don't want to forget anybody, mm -hmm. but if I have, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But you asked about, originally, it was Nikki K-Pod and Gershon Faulkner. I, I think that's so important uh, to mention. I think those stories are important because uh, <clears throat> we have a perception that it's just not happening. It's not going down like that, you know, because you meet more opposition then you do uh, people that are willing to give you uh, or open the door for you. So I want to say a big shout out to uh, Nikki K. Park, which is someone who also reached out to me, gave me advice, uh, put me in contact with some people, man, in the interest of me being successful right, out here. Right. So I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all those that are out there. And I just want to encourage more of that, right? Yeah. I want to say, like, like I want to build up. Vito and I talk. And we felt like, okay, we need to do something. You know, we need to get involved. So Vito used his um, political, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, capital. He used his political capital. He reached out to the mayor's office. They responded back. They said, hey, listen, why don't you, uh, Matt Bird, why don't you address the city during the press conference? Which I don't want to take away from the bigger picture, but that moment was pretty unique and significant in uh to me in St. Pete politics because I don't have that background. I think it I think it was even a risk 
for the mayor's office because they know I'm an emotionally and passion, passionately, passion-driven person. So it was almost a risk for them to say, we're going to let him speak. But the times allowed, the timing of everything in this country made way to, if it's uncomfortable, then we need to hear it, right? So that moment was significant. But while that moment was going on, Brother Jabbar was not on the steps of City Hall. He was in the, in the crowd and he was protesting because he was disappointed in the message. Right. So afterwards, and it's important that I set the tone for this. Right. Afterwards, I was walking away from the podium. I was still somewhat emotional because there was people out there protesting. I know the pain that they're going to. They're going through the pain. And let me clear this up for folks. Right. The pain that you see in most people's eyes that are yelling, no justice, no peace. You know what that pain is? That pain is the realization of the magnitude of the system that we're up against. So, you know, I understand that magnitude, right? And I understand the need for it to be addressed in many different ways. So, I, I, as I was leaving, I took a shot of Jabbar talk, talking to the cameras because I'm also documenting this. I know Jabbar documents it. So, I said, let me capture this moment for us. For, you know, I can use it, he can use it. This is a moment. At the corner of my ear, I heard what Jabbar was saying. And he was saying something to the context like, we ain't got time to be listening to people's stories, you know? And, and, and part of that touched me. But I was so comfortable in the moment, right, that I knew everything that Jabbar was saying needed to be said, right? Versus if I wasn't, and if I wasn't big picture oriented, if I wasn't thinking about how do we use this moment to make change, if I was looking at it like, how do I use this moment for myself, it would have rubbed me the wrong way, right? But I thought it was important for us to have this conversation because people who know about St. Pete politics know that all three of us have the potential to be pitted against one another. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I wanted to address, I had no qualms about what Jabbar was doing. I think that moment had to happen. And I think everything that unfolded is significant. Now, the question I have, you know, is there were some very significant moments that happened, right? Uh, which does signify change. What do you feel will come out of this tangibly? What tangible change will come out of this? A few people have stated in the last couple of weeks that this is different. President Obama even made the comment that this time is different. Right, right, right. I believe this time is different. The type of changes that I would like to see come out of this mm -hmm. is changes in our policy. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's going on right now, the marches, I completely, I am completely for. Mm -hmm. um, I think these marches are making a difference. I think uh, people are watching. I think people are listening. And I think that this is something that our country needs to see. Not only are we witnessing this in our country, right. but we're witnessing it throughout the world. So the world has now said, you know what? We're fed up with racism. We're fed up with police brutality. We're fed up with it all. So what I would like to see come out of this, I would like to see the marches continue. I would like to see the, um, the protests continue. But we have to hold our elected officials accountable. For so many years now, this discussion has been going on, whether it be about um, 
injustice um, in the police department, right, right. whether it be by whether it's by uh, criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. There are so many issues when it comes to the justice system in our country that needs to be fixed. Because let's be honest, mm -hmm. it's broken. It's absolutely. It's absolutely I, broken. I said, I said, like I want to go back to like accountability, right? Right. Because what and I. I want to say, I want to mention it, I'm all over it, but what accountability mechanism do we have in place in our community? Because I asked a young brother, right? Young brother pretty is pretty um, up on his history, right? And he is the typical voter that um, we are asking to vote and, uh, and, and, and in, in November on the behalf of the Democratic Party, right? I asked this brother, where do we start? And his his thoughts were we need to start holding the, uh, politicians in our community accountable. Right. Why is that so difficult from your perspective? You've been in it. You've been in the uh, uh, establishment politics. You've seen it from that vantage point. Why is it so difficult for us to uh, develop some type of solidarity? Loaded question, but I mean I don't. Well, again, I see it from a, a different lens because mm -hmm. I've been there. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, from being a part of it, I would think that it would not be difficult. Okay. Because your elected officials are there because of you. Mm -hmm. um, you elected them into office. Right. And they are accountable to you. So you can reach out to any of them at any time. Mm -hmm. Whether they get back to you on that situation, I would hope they would. I know my boss. Well, the two congressional bosses that I had um, always got back to their constituents if they reached out to them, whether it be email, whether it be phone call, whether it be letter. We always reached back out. As a matter of fact, you know, I was out, excuse me, what was I at the time? Outreach coordinator for Congresswoman Kathy Castor, and that was a part of my job, getting back to the constituents, listening to what they had to say, and taking that back to the Congresswoman. So that wasn't my only job, but that was right, a part right, of my job. Right, right, that was a big part of it. Right, right. um, but... I believe, you know, that should be something that everyone should be able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, now, on the flip side of that, being away from the congressional um, side of it for a while, it, I guess it can be difficult. Some people may not think that they have the right to call up their congresswoman or yeah. their congressman or their state senator and, um, you know, voice their opinion. Mm -hmm. But they have every right to do that. Their phone numbers are online. Their address is online. I recommend that everyone call them and, you know, let them know how they're feeling, especially at this time right now. And if they don't get back to you, you have a way of letting it be known. We have social media right now. You can put out that, hey, um, such and such never got back to me with this situation. I guarantee you someone will get with you right. pretty quickly after that. Okay, so so what? that's, uh, again, that's something that you're saying that, as so to me, right, I'm involved. I've been, you know, actively voting. I voted in, in, in every election since. Uh, it's, it hasn't been that long, but I've been voting for the last 10 years, right. I'd say, right? Close to 10 years. And um, I never called anybody. I never called anybody. Never why, thought did you, about, why, why did you never think to call I never them thought about it. Never thought about it. Never so thought about any, it. Never at any point no. you never thought that you can call your state senator and say, hey, why is this going on? Like no. That? No. Okay. And do you, do you uh, from, like, through the lens of... of I think that's a problem. Yes, yes. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a serious problem mm -hmm. when the community, when the constituents of an elected official feels as if 
they can't call or they have no idea to call. Yeah. Once again, we need to um, we need to go back, educate and go back to civics. I mean, because this is a serious. I mean, and for those who are listening right mm -hmm. now who do not know this, you have the right to contact your elected official. I would recommend that you contact your elected elected official. Excuse me, and let them know how you feel. If that's something that rubs you the wrong way, or your elected official voted for something that you would like to know why he or she oh, felt We got to back up again to okay. Civics 101. How do we find out how our elected officials are voting? How do we, how do we find that out? I, you know what? I think, mm -hmm. and I think you have the platform to mm -hmm. do this, I think that you should have uh, a panel on your show Mm -hmm. that discusses just that. Because mm -hmm. I can sit here and tell you how to do it and it'll go right. in one ear and not the right. other. But if you have a panel here discussing that and people are hearing it for, you know, an hour mm -hmm. and understand mm -hmm. what their rights are. Basic civics. Basic civics. Mm -hmm. I think it will do the community um, justice. Um, a young lady... I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to take that brother up on that. Yeah, I think... Um, What'd you say back that Don J? <laughs> Listening quite intently. Yes, and yes. <clears throat> what interests me is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you, the mention of um, not calling your um, congressmen or leaders, uh, right. political leaders. I think that's a very important um, situation there, too, because I, I don't think many people are aware of the fact that mm -hmm. they have the right, like I said, to call. And... Um, and, and so, uh, in cases where even the, 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 the congressman or the political leaders, because they know sometimes that they're in the wrongs, right, right. they'd rather not be called, and so therefore they do not. We let them let, off the hook. Yes, ex exactly. Mm -hmm. they, they, they do not let their constituents know that, hey, is he right to call me? Mm -hmm. Because some of them don't want to be called. Right, right? Right. So this is where, and you mentioned Civics 101. Mm -hmm. right? This is where our political education comes back in. Right. And I've been advocating forever right. the need for political education among right. our people right here in the city because a lot yes. of us don't know mm -hmm. how to do this and what to do. I agree, brother. Education is, you know, <clears throat> basic political education. I was just looking at, like, the Dred Scott rule, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's been very, one of the things that has, you know, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. right? Black Lives Matter. Well, when we start having politicians recite that Black Lives Matter, we need to call them and say, hey, wait a minute. Right. The Dred Scott case, I want to just say this to you, right? I want to read this to you. And, and Google um, effectively on your uh, phone definition. Uh, ask Siri what the definition of effectively, right? After, uh, so the case of Dred Scott, right? I didn't mean to call Siri. Siri is listening. Siri is listening, y'all. Whoa, I'm sorry. Thank you, Siri. All right. But the case, um, it's been in the courts. It was in the court system for decades. Scott was born into slavery in 1795, and he lived in two parts of the United States that didn't allow slavery, which should have gave, given him his freedom, right? After his master, John Emerson, died in 1843, Scott filed suit on behalf of himself and his wife, also a slave, to gain their freedom. The case was heard by three other courts as it made its way to Washington, the Supreme Court. The uh, Dred Scott decision, K 
came just two days after uh, President James Buchanan took office and set the tone for his controversial term that led to the Civil War. That's different uh, outside. Chief, Chief, Chief Justice Roger Taney gave the court's opinion and it ruled seven to two against Scott. Taney announced that enslaved people were not citizens of the United States and had no rights to sue in federal court. And in fact, African Americans couldn't be citizens, right? There were two clauses in the Constitution which point directly, this is uh, uh, Chief Justice Taney speaking. There are two clauses in the Constitution which point directly and specifically to the Negro race as a separate class of persons and show clearly that they are not regarded as a portion, a portion of the people or citizens of the government then formed. That is what the Chief Justice said, right? So, I want to read that. That rule, he ruled against that. The, the, they, the courts ruled against black people being citizens of this country, right? And then I want to read right here. It's just important. It's important how 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 these things are worded. It's important uh, what these what these what these people are saying because, like Don Jay said, we tend to let people off the hook, and uh, this is not the time for that. I'm just fine here. Uh, da, da, da. After the Civil War, right? This is this is this article was from the National Constitution Center, right? It says here. After the Civil War, the 13th Amendment and the 14th Amendment effectively overturned the Dred Scott decision. Effectively overturned the Dred Scott decision. This is from the National Constitution Center. Let's look up effectively. Right. There's, right there's two definitions. Yeah. Effectively. I need effectively. I need effectively. I'm going to let it sit. I give it to you. It yeah, says, um, effectively. <clears throat> it says, um, I didn't get that. <laughs> Google tells us, and where did it go? It disappeared. Okay. <laughs> I guess they don't want us to know it. Yeah. Now, we got, I'm scared to say that, say her name because she's jumping in. <laughs> but it's important that we look at the wording, right? Effectively. It says, after the Civil War, the 13th and 14th Amendment, effectively overturned the Dred Scott decision. Okay, here's the words. Results. All right, here's effectively. Actually, but not officially. <laughs> and this is from the National Constitution Center. Effectively overturned the Dred Scott decision. Well, the definition, one of the definitions of effectively is actually, but not officially. So folks, if Black Lives Matter we got to start addressing the laws of this of this country that are that that are at the core of this country and realize that we just haven't been seen our lives have not mattered right they have not mattered and if we go all the way to the supreme court i believe it is actually is effectively means that this they, this probably wouldn't even hold up in court right right dead you got right. no no so i mean how do you feel about Politicians now saying Black Lives Matter and not acknowledging it from that aspect. Well, wow, yeah. When you when you put it in that, you know, it it, it changes, you know, your viewpoint. Mm -hmm. But in in regards to Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. 
I believe that any politician that comes out there right now mm -hmm. and states that Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. who, who don't look like you and I, yeah. they need to stand by that. They need to start um, shaping policy every time they shape policy mm -hmm. to show that mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. And this community right now, in St. Petersburg, you go to South St. Petersburg, <clears throat> there, are no, there are no um, restaurants or businesses that you would see up in um, North St. Petersburg. Yeah. Now, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Now, the politicians really mean that Black Lives Matter. Right. And you go to those businesses out there mm -hmm. and those big organizations, those big um, businesses, and you say, hey, since you and your organization states that Black Lives Matter, right. Come into South St. Petersburg and show us that mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something I would like to speak to the mayor about. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we've heard this and we see organizations and big businesses come on television every single day and mm -hmm. state that, you know what, we're with you. Right. Black Lives Matter. Right. This and that. Okay. Show that in our community. Yeah. Show in our community that our lives matter to you. Start putting our children to work. I mean, and I'm not saying that they don't. Right, and I'm right. not, because I know some people, well, such and such does this, mm -hmm. or we already have, no, we're looking at the big picture, folks. Right, right. We can sit back and say all kinds of things. Well, I had a discussion this morning with someone, and they made a comment on Facebook that really upset me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's funny how people can always give their point of view and paint their picture like, oh, but, but, right, you right. know. But the simple fact of the matter is that you, you, you put your money where your mouth at. Right, you right, know, right, plain right. and simple. If Black Lives Matter, come into our communities and show us that Black Lives Matter. Therein lies the rub right there. Mm -hmm. Because you find <clears throat> bandwagons. You find politicians jump on these bandwagons just for their own political yeah. um, ideologies. Yeah. And they want to give the impression as if they are supportive of this and they are supportive of that. Right. But they're doing it only so that they can get into office or continue staying into office to give the impression, okay, I'm supporting this. But the minute they get over that threshold, oh, it's gone. Mm -hmm. The and minute they satisfy and they cement their position in politics or in office, it's gone. And you know what? And you're right. And they but know you I'm know what? Call. And, and again, you, some people may <laughs> not call, but you know what that also um, falls under? The money that's going into politics mm -hmm. due to the fact that. A politician may say what you want to hear while they're running for office. Mm -hmm. Then they get to office and they vote a completely different way. Exactly. Matt Bird said a long time ago, follow the money. Follow the money. Mm -hmm. If you want to know why they're voting that way, follow the money. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of elected, there are a few elected officials, excuse me, I don't want to say a lot. Mm -hmm. There are a few elected officials that are elected right now in our community. Right. That <clears throat> vote simply because where their money comes from. Right. When they get back to the community, they will tell you, I voted for you. And the community will believe them. Mm -hmm. And the community now, will believe them. And now I want to hear from you too, though. Okay. Hey, listen, we're going to touch on that. Just before we go to break, I want to tell you, I want to set this because I want to come back to this, right? How do we uh, hold that politician accountable? without losing one of our uh, advocates. Well, maybe they're not an advocate. But I want to talk about how we hold them accountable. We'll be right back, folks. Facebook, what's happening, man? Thank y'all so much for tuning in this morning, man. 
We are missing one guest, man. So we're going to kind of just go with the flow this morning, man. We want to talk a little bit about unity in our community and how we can all come together and show some sign of solidarity as it relates to certain issues. But we're just going to keep the conversation going, man. We got Vito Sheely. We got Don J chiming in, man. Good morning, St. Pete. How y'all doing, man? Love y'all. The Man. Angels Gospel Show. Yeah, I want to uh, definitely. Uh, and you. I want to see to like, miss it. I am your host, where you think Angel. this thing is going. Because right. a lot of like a lot of what you said, been said. I wish we had your boss. I wanted, I wanted that. Yeah, I wanted that. The taste of the island marketplace yeah. is now open. This is a different spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. South, yeah right man. next to the restaurant. Yeah, I wanted to hear, but we'll get a chance to And host of your favorite grocery yeah, yeah, right. Shop Where a taste of the island's marketplace for yeah. quality meats. Everybody out there, man, we just, uh, trying to, uh, we want to stay on message, but at the same time, man, we want to just touch on some things that we could look at at the time like this, man, so. So I know the focus is on white supremacy, the focus is on eradicating any policies that have, which is probably most of them, but we want to eradicate white supremacy from our policies, but we also have to have a conversation about how we treat one another as a community, and to me, that's always been my priority, man. I made some mistakes out here. I'm the first to admit that I say some stuff on Facebook that probably should be in private you know or should remain private I'm not afraid to say anything uh, that may be uncomfortable but we also have to look at how we do that and how we I mean it's, it's, we just got to look at ourselves community if we're going to make a difference we cannot put all of the owners on Elected you know, yeah. that's kind of my coming back. Right. Or you may visit Hall.org. 99 Gems, The Bird. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Matt Bird, Vito Sheely, and Don J on 99 Jams, The Bird Radio. Listen, man, if y'all want to hear, want to chime in, give us a call, 727-637-2416. Again, that is 727-637-2416. If you're out there listening and uh, and you want to chime in, you want to tell us what you're doing out there in the community, man, you want to get us involved, give us a holler, man. You want to put an ad on the radio, man. You want to uh, talk business, man, give Don Jay a call. Again, 727-637-2416. Uh, when we left off, man, we left off on accountability, right? And it's such a... Uh, it's such a dangerous conversation because the reality is, this is my reality of accountability, folks. We need each other, right? We need each other. So I, it's very easy to look at a person's flaws. It's very easy to hold a person for the mistakes they made. But we have to start also really looking into the skill set and what we bring to the table. Hey, yeah, Matt B, he may, he's a little unpolished, he may say some emotional things sometimes, but this is his skill set. You know, let's put him in position to be successful for the big picture. So when we, when we do hold each other accountable, we keep in mind what position we hold. Right, right. 
I agree with that. Everyone has something to bring to the table. My point. There you go. That that was something I learned from doing my tenure with Congresswoman Castor. I came from Chloe Coney, mm -hmm. who was the district director for the Congresswoman that time. Okay. Chloe would always say that everyone has something to bring to the table. Okay. So your skill set mm -hmm. is needed. Mm -hmm. My skill set is needed. Right, right. Jabbar's skill set is needed. Yeah. Trevor Mallory's skill set, so on. Yeah. We yeah. go down the line yeah. of the people who are in the community right now yeah. trying to make a difference. Right. We need all those people at mm -hmm. the table. We need those people at the table, and we need to be unified as one. Yeah. If we are at the table unified as one, and we when we go to City Hall and we meet with the mayor, we meet with the elected officials, and they look right. back and they see a community as one, they have no choice but Man, how do we get there? That's what I'm, I, you know, look, there's been people that call me out, man, call me names, this and that, but I refuse to count them out because we can't afford it. It's, I, you listen, man, you know, we, um, we, we've seen this in the 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't say just the 60s, we, we've seen this for over 400 years. But we, we, if we have a, a moment that we can go back and visualize and have a picture, it would look like 1968. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so in, in the 1960s, they stood together and make assured that civil rights would come about. Mm -hmm. okay, you had Dr. King, you had Malcolm X, you had Megger Evers. You had so many different people, John Lewis, right. who, you know, to this day, when I had the opportunity to meet him, you know, was it was just an amazing experience. Connected to that exactly. Mm -hmm. This is this is someone who is today still fighting for what he fought for back in the sixties. So I think that's powerful. But mm -hmm. I, I digress. But what 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 I'm saying is that they did it back in the sixties. Mm -hmm. They they had a common cause to come together and say enough's enough. We are seeing that right now. But mm -hmm. our problem sometimes I'm just going to be real, and I know some people are going to get mad or say. But we just got to stop stepping on each other. Amen. Wow. That was the point of this. And I know that, that was, was the point. point of, and, that and was the I, point and, of today, and, and, man. And the, Bill. the fact of the matter is we have to stop stepping on each other. Yeah. Man, I say it like this. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big facts. Like the I say it like this. Ten years ago, mm -hmm. 12 years ago, mm -hmm. um, the LGBT community was fighting for their rights. Right, right. And they fought hard. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, they have their rights. Mm -hmm. And they've been heard. Mm -hmm. And right now, they're out here fighting for Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. If we want to take an example how we get things done, mm -hmm. we need to look at that. Unified. Unified. Mm -hmm. And let's be real. Mm -hmm. The LGBT, LGBT community is not just one race. Yeah. It's several races. Correct. Correct. Several races came together to stand for something that they believed in, and they made it happen. They made a change. Mm -hmm. That my children will grow up now mm -hmm. and never remember the way it was. It'll be in their history book. Mm -hmm. We need to come together like that mm -hmm. right now. Because, as I stated earlier, right. like Barack Obama said, President Barack Obama stated, mm -hmm. and several others have stated, this time is different. Mm -hmm. How do we make it different? We come together, we unite, and we go to the people mm -hmm. who shape the policy that impact our lives. Man. I, you said something that um, I want to, I think, gave 
gives me the opportunity. So I think you're 100% right. We need unity, right? We need unity. It's just such a cliche thing, and we have to stop stepping on each other. And I'm going to say this, right? I come from South St. Pete, uh, where that culture is like, if you grew up on 9th Street, you really didn't go across 34th Street. You know what I'm saying? So we already, like, come into the game divided and ready to step on each other in a major way, right? But here's what I think, and this is like, this is going, this is healing. This is healing right now. This is uh, moving away from politics, right? And this is going to mental health and really acknowledging that we have trauma in our community. Because here's my philosophy, because I don't step on some toes. I don't say some inappropriate things that came from me being in my feelings, Major. right? Major. And, and what, what took, took that away, what, gi what gives me the ability, right? And I'm not perfect by any means. I, I, you get me wrong at the wrong time, it can happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? It can happen. But I generally move in forgiveness because I am now comfortable with my assignment right. and the big picture and how I serve the big picture. So anytime somebody step on my toes, I use that as fuel to continue working on the big picture. You can say what you want to say about me, right? But what you can't say about me is that I'm not willing to do the work for what's right. And that gives me the confidence to ignore when maybe somebody's stepping on my toes. However, I don't want to ignore it at the cost of the big picture. So ever since I've really been introduced to South St. Pete, I've been an advocate of folks getting off each other's toes and, and learn how to lift each other up. And that's the, um, that's the biggest takeaway from that. Yes. It's lifting each other up. Yes. The Trauma, one-on-one. Yeah, the only way we can come together as a community is by lifting each other. Yeah. And as cliche as it may sound, right. but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. And I agree with what you're saying, Matt. We all, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. I, you know, I get caught up in my feelings. But it happens because uh -huh. it happens because we are passionate yeah, about right, right, what right, we're right, trying right, to do, right. and and sometimes you know you, we may take things the wrong way, but that's right. you know we 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 sit back, we take a deep breath, and you know reevaluate, and you come yeah. back the next day, but hey, man, you know things may be different. You apologize, mm -hmm. but again, it's 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 about unity. I don't mean these things to be disrespectful. I, right. I'm, I'm saying these things because I want to lift my communities up. Mm -hmm. I'm saying these things because I believe we can come together as yeah. one and yeah. make a difference because it's happening in other communities. Mm -hmm. And our children are watching. Right, right. Your son is watching. Your daughter's watching. Your, your daughters are watching. You know, yeah. my son, my daughter's watching. My daughter right now is, you know, just graduated high school and is completely... Mm -hmm. frustrated with the world yeah. to the point where she sees no future wow wow and, and, and that's dangerous not yeah. only because of what she's witnessing in the streets but what she hears her president say mm -hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. so it's it's dangerous what she hears her father's friends say mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um we are in a, we are in a dangerous 
place right now. And yeah. if we're not careful, mm -hmm. if we do not come together, we will perish. Yes, and I mean that seriously, Bird. And, yeah. and I think we had this conversation before. Yeah. If we do not come together right now, in the urgencies, <clears throat> in the urgency that it is, yeah, we might not build people in ten years. And 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 that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing, right? And that's what really, like, it, it caused me to really take a step back. You know, uh, it's because in the midst of this moment, right. We still have a lot of people out here playing games. Playing games. You know, and like Craig's told smoking. You out here playing all day long. Always playing. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of people out there playing all day long. You know, and, and, and to me, we have Don Jay, you got some go ahead, man. you mentioned the president and yeah. of course it has to start from the top. Right, right. And if the, if the top is not doing anything about it, if the top is not healing, mm -hmm. then, like I said, 10 years from now, we will either be where we are today still, right. or we are no, we know we are, we nobody. Wow. Maybe. Because um, the, the leadership, mm -hmm. and because people believe in leadership. Right. Right, that's one thing. People believe in leadership. And if you don't give them leadership, they will obviously do what the... To feel like doing right 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 and as it is um our president is not leading in the manner and the way in which he should because until this day there's no there's not been any coming out to say or even to give any kind of reassurance to the nation just, that we are going somewhere with this he just uh he just announced that he will be doing some speech in tulsa oklahoma which is the site of the massacre right, in 1920 <laughs> of Black Wall Street, and he will be doing something on Juneteenth. So he's he's really he's sending the signals out. But there's a documentary that uh, is called "Get Me Roger Stone," and it talks about the, their strategy. And the president's strategy is to capitalize on the hidden hate of Americans. And that's what he has been doing. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. That's why I think it's so important that we discuss love. Don Jay, I want to read something to you about, because what you said was that we'll find ourselves here 10 years from now, right? So I just want to read something. Mm -hmm. Indeed, in the past weeks, there has been a national awakening to the devastating regularity of police brutality and harassment that pervades life for almost all blacks across the country. The persistence of the rebellion as it has unfolded over the last several weeks, forced to the surface of American society, frank discussions about racism, inequality, and the role of police in that mix, right? Sounds like we're talking about everything that's going on right now. That article was in, on August 27, 2014, almost 10 years ago. So I wanna ask each one of you guys as we uh, start Land this plane. Shout out to Brother John. I got that from him. Brother John got a name for everything. So as we land in this plane, how do you guys feel about now? I know you said you think, but we thought six years ago. We thought we was talking about the right thing six year, years ago. What do we, what, give me your opinion. Like, where do you see this going and what do you think has to happen so we're not talking about this six years from now? I think there needs to be a 20, 
21st century civil rights amendment. I saw that somewhere. I saw that somewhere. And I believe the way we get to that 21st century mm. civil rights amendment is we continue marching, mm -hmm. we continue protesting, we continue allowing our voices to be heard, but mm. not only do we do that, we hold our elected officials accountable. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is that you go out and vote, and don't just go out and vote. Mm -hmm. Be an educated voter. Mm -hmm. Don't just go vote to vote. Mm -hmm. Don't go vote because your husband told you to go vote for this person. Mm -hmm. Don't go vote because your best friend said, I'm voting for such and such because right. I went to school with his auntie right, right, and right. this and that, and they good people. Mm -hmm. Research people. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to pick up a book, pick up your phone. And I'm not speaking down to people. I'm right. just trying to let people understand the urgency of now. Mm -hmm. Research who you vote for. Right. Vote, hold your elected officials, officials accountable, mm -hmm. and make sure that they are hearing and voting in the manner that impacts your life. If we do that, mm -hmm. again, like I said, when they look back, when they look out into the audience and they see the whole community that's standing as one, right. they're going to have to listen. They have to listen. Believe it or not, there is these these are 16, 17, and shout out to uh, my man Tehran, uh, one of the organizers of the peace protests in uh, South St. Pete, right? Big shout out to those young people, right? When you look in those people's eyes, those are 16, 17 year old, 21 year old, and guess what? They are making a difference, and elected officials are afraid of them. So just picture if we got our act together in but South why St. are they afraid of them? Unity. They should be Unity. inspired. Not, not afraid, but they listen. They hear them. Yeah. They, they move. You see what and I'm they saying? Should hear them. They're, and they're willing to respond to them. You see what I'm saying? Right. How much more would it be if we as a community in South St. Pete, right? After everything and, every, and, and everything that's going on, if we had a moment, folks, I'm begging you, if, if y'all out there listening, if y'all out there on Facebook, I'm begging. If we had a moment where all of us stood together and said, Enough is enough. You know how powerful that would be, man? Come on, man. You know how, how powerful that would be for our children to see that? It's, it's, it's something that has to I think there's a shift in the atmosphere, and I think we have to acknowledge. Don Jay, what do you think, man? First, I'd like to make another comment. You see, um, you know, I think the leadership and the ruling and running of, of America is it, too much in the hands of a bunch of old white men. Amen. I'm going to touch on and, that too. And oh these are old white men who are entrenched in the, the old philosophy of white supremacy. Yes. yes. And until we crack that down, mm -hmm. of course our Senate is a good example of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No matter what is done or attempt to be right. fixed or changed, it, it goes nowhere. Mm -hmm. And of course, these are the people that um, our president is aligned to Absolutely. so obviously we know we were, we were going with this and then if you go to the top mm -hmm. we talk about the supreme court mm -hmm. he said that the way he wants it big time like no so, other president so, in, history. So, in history so yeah so when i say that you know if we're not careful we're going to be right where we are today 10 years from today and, and you're absolutely Almost. correct because we 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 matt and i have had this um conversation look at the federal court um, the federal court look at the judges that he's um exactly you know placing on the federal court. they're going to be there for between 25 exactly. the, the 40 years exactly 
So, so when Trump's gone, they're still there. Yeah. We're still in that same mess. So, um, you know, in addition to, yes, and I agree, vote, vote, vote. Mm -hmm. You've got to vote and vote mm -hmm. intelligently, mm -hmm. right? But not just only vote, you've got to continue continue protesting yeah, this thing cannot stop today tomorrow no. next week next month no. next year 10 years it has to keep going yeah, because that's absolutely. the only way we're gonna have change and that's what they're expecting like they've mm -hmm. already stated um they'll do this for a few weeks and then they'll forget about it and they'll yeah. go away no mm -hmm. keep walking keep walking keep protesting and 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 this is what will of course um surprise our like you said our elected leaders because exactly. they write the thing that okay this is gonna in five days 10 days 20 days Oh, they're gonna get tired. It's gonna be over because right. that's what happened ten years ago. That's right. what happened, Trayvon Martin. That's what happened yeah. with Sandra Black. That's what mm -hmm. happened to everybody else. Right, right, right. Right, and right. then it stopped, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and no result. No. Mm -hmm. So they know the philosophy. They know what yeah, yeah tends to be the case. That. Right, right, right. So this is a time I think um, there is a very, very wide awakening, mm -hmm. and unless we continue to stay awake, mm -hmm. uh, we will not get any result. Right. And let me say this too real quick, man. Um, and I want to be clear. I think St. Petersburg is a great community. We, I've lived in St. Petersburg the majority of my life. I was born in St. Peter. Mm -hmm. I think that we have a mayor mm -hmm. who's accessible, yeah. that you can reach out to, and you can have a conversation with. I think we have a chief of police that is accessible, mm -hmm. that you can reach out to, and you can speak with. If you find that this isn't true, then you contact me and I'll assure you that I'll connect you with the mayor um, or the police chief in some facet or another. I don't know if it'll be a face-to-face, -face, if it'll be a phone call, but I know and I, you know, I think I can speak for them that they want to hear from their community. Right. I believe the mayor said it over and over again that he wants to hear from the community. Mm -hmm. If we, if, if you come to him in the proper manner or if he's out with his family, you say, Mr. Mayor, you know, can I speak? I, he will either say, here's my car, call me, we'll get together, or yes. So for believe, real, for real, we got to give kudos especially to our police chief. Yes, I think mm -hmm. because um, Chief um, Holloway is a yes, great leader. He, he established and promoted and, and basically cemented community policing. Right. Mm -hmm. The police officers are in the community and the police officers basically are are linking with the community right right okay and you see them they they they, they came to my church yeah. right mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure they're doing the same thing which means right. they are going out there to forge that relationship because that's the only way you that's can get the community to buy yeah. in right. and, the, and and the nuns do we have any violent um protests in St. Petersburg in no. the past 14 days? No. 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 This is the only city, and I said it before, and I made a, a, a point of it in my 99 Jams um, on Facebook Live the other day, walking the, the protest. The only city yeah. nationally right. that has led the way for peaceful demonstration. And we are, we are in the top 25 in uh, U.S. metro areas. And we should be proud of that. Yes. Proud of that. Yeah. Um, I want to say something. On the, I want to say something on, on that, right? in terms of elected officials, in terms of the, uh, uh, who we have in place right now. And in the past, there has been in excess of $200 million funneled to economic improvements in South St. Pete. So what that says to me is another $200 million, and that's in the last 20 years, $10 million in a year for poverty. It's, it doesn't go far. But we have an empty grocery store to show for. That's what we have. 
That's our progress. Yes, we have St. Pete College. You know what I mean? But I don't even think that money was included in the $200 million that's been funneled down there. The businesses that state that they are for Black Lives Matter, this is their time to step up. But businesses in, you know, businesses are there to make money. I think, I, I agree with that. That's a component of it. But to me, and Don Jay, I want your opinion. I <clears> think <throat> we have to look at how we do business as a community. This is a local radio station, right? This is a black-owned local radio station. Are you getting, are you getting the support you're looking for? No. So, so Big flat no. So, so, what do you think? Do you think it starts? I know you said the president. I think we got a priority. We got to get him out of there. We got to get him out of there. But when he's gone, and two hundred more million dollars come to South St. Pete, who has to answer for that? And then all we have is an empty grocery store. There needs to be transparency. Transparency, definitely. You need to see where the money is going. If you got um, $10,000, how much? $200 million. If you got $100 million coming in every 10 years, you're saying? Yep. Every yep. 10 years? Mm -hmm. We need to see where that money is going. Mm -hmm. And I got that statistic off of uh, the St. Pete website. St. See, City of St. Pete website. Transparency. See, we go right back to mm -hmm. who our... Um, elected pol officials are mm. or political leaders are. We got too many people who are in politics, not for the people. Right. They're there for themselves. Absolutely. Right. Right. And and that's where the problem is. They come and they they look their vote. They beg you to vote for them. They tell you what they're gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna move the mountain and all that kind of crap. Mm. But basically, they're not going in there with a solid heart for the grassroots people. Correct. And and this is the next problem. Our our um our Politicians are not coming from the grassroots either. Nope. Some of them are okay. coming from outside. Now, you, you just, you just, you just, you gave, you opened the door for my clothing. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, the politicians have to also start coming from different areas. Exactly. They cannot keep being manufactured in political science classrooms. Mm -hmm. They have to come from the, from the. Uh, so I think we got. They have to feel it. They came from the grassroots. They need to feel it in order to know it. They, hello. That, so, yeah, so, yeah. so here go my clothes. Yeah. Hey, somebody in our very close vicinity, somebody from our neighborhood has put their name in the hat. And I think it's so important when we're talking about equity, when we're talking about change, when we're talking about moments, right? right. We have a moment. And one of the biggest things that we're facing at this moment is systemic mm. racism, mm. systemic policies that continue to uh, perpetuate white supremacy and inequality, right? So I want to give a big shout out this morning to Trevor Mallory, who has decided to put his name in the hat and run for Pinellas County property appraiser. He is running against a regular, uh, what do you say, Don Jay? Just a good old white guy mm -hmm. that we have, we have more than enough to go around. Mm -hmm. I think it's time that we start putting our people in place. So I want y'all to check out Trevor Mallory, man. Go to his Facebook page. He made the announcement yesterday. Let's support this brother. Let's rally behind this brother. This is one of our own. There's nobody else in our community in this. So we should be able to form a consensus around this brother running for Pinellas County property appraiser. And let me just share this with you. New home, new home ownership in Pinellas County has increased by 4% in 33 years, okay? Homelessness in Pinellas County has increased by 40% in 
in the last 10 years. We need grassroots people in position in these in these spots. We need people in these spots. I can't wait till you find a spot, brother, to put your name in the And the community, again, Trevor Mallory running for Pinellas County Property Appraisal. Y'all support that. 99 Jams uh, family, man, thank y'all out there for listening, man. Until the next time, listen, man, y'all dream big, love more, pay attention, and be beautiful. This is your boy, Matt B, man. I love y'all. Yeah, that's good. That was you good. gave me all, gave me a nice pitch to glow. That was good. Live interviews, scriptures, inspirational topics, inspirational events, and Hey, Facebook, y'all go to uh, Trevor Mallory, man, and donate, man. Let's get this brother to Pinellas County property appraisal. We got an affordable housing crisis. Right? We got to have people in position that know how to address it. This brother been doing, been re has re renovated hundreds of properties in, in South St. Pete. He knows the cost. He's been property manager for at least the last five, seven years. So this brother knows the, the ins and outs of the struggle that regular citizens face, man. And 40% of us spend almost half of our money on, on rent and, 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 and housing. So how we assess things matters. So we need our voice in all aspects of government, man. Shout out to Trevor Mellon. Shout out to y'all, man. I love y'all. Thank you. Peace. Peace.